Welcome to the Chasing Brighter podcast, a show about self-discovery and lifestyle tips for moms. We are your hosts. I'm Kelly, a wife, mom of two, and an independent consultant with my own company in Chicago. And I'm Jessica, mom of three, and owner of my own outpatient mental health practice in Nevada. You're about to go on a journey of self-discovery as we chase a brighter you. Every single week, we will bring you new episodes that will cover everything from lifestyle and tips to more serious conversations about grief, life, and hardships. Whether it's a duo episode or we have a guest, you are guaranteed to pick up a new tool or feel less alone. This one is for the moms that have forgotten how to make time to keep their spark alive. Allow this show to be a reminder to always keep chasing a brighter version of you. Let's get into it. Hi, Jess. Hey, how are you doing today? I'm doing okay. I work and I usually enjoy working with people. Sometimes I find certain people and like a narrative I get, even though I'm only talking to them over email, I've never physically met them, where it's triggering. And I am very insecure. Mm -mm, That's not the word. I get frustrated when I feel that there is a man emailing me who is talking down to me that I am not intelligent enough to understand something. And that really makes my blood boil. Yes. Yes. I can't stand it. And I think anytime there's a situation where that happened, I take it very personally and I can feel my body like pulsating Mm -hmm. with anxiety Mm -hmm. and it makes me feel like misunderstood. And I think that I need to figure out how to deal with that. I think part of this with anything right now is get the facts yeah, and don't make assumptions. And so I definitely think that sometimes people come across that they know something, but they don't. I'm guilty of it too, quite honestly, instead of like fully understanding the situation or you think you fully understand it, but you actually don't. And so you come in a certain level. I'm a project manager too. Oh man, do I get beat up. I'm a project manager for software implementation for a software company. I get beat up all the time on some of that stuff. And so I think some of it is I know it's necessary. I have a a team of people to have my back. I think that's part of it, right? I have a good support system. And I think if you look at it through the lens of the four agreements, this person is spreading poison and they have their own emotional garbage. So how can you not eat it up? How can you really protect yourself with that barrier of this is his baggage and this is his stuff and I'm not going to take it on and also maybe have compassion for him? And just really, I think what's really important for all of us is knowing our triggers. So it's okay. This is triggering. I need to self-soothe before I respond. This is pushing a button for me. I don't like the way I feel right now. I do need to navigate this, but I've got to really be aware that I have a tendency to take these types of things personally. Yeah, I think that's good. And knowing my triggers, like last week, I had a call with a customer and we're all on the Zoom call. Did I tell you this already? No. Okay, we're all on the Zoom call. And it's a bunch of fucking men. And it's just me. And I'm the only person from my company that I'm representing. And it was all the customer. And they were just on voice. Nobody's on video. And there are two guys, a CFO and the operations guy, who are coming in hot. And the operations guy I've known for seven years. 
he actually is the whole reason why I even do half the work I'm doing. And but he can be condescending. Anyway, so they come in and they're like blaming my team. Like they didn't do this. They didn't do that. Blah, blah, blah. And I get all mama bear. But I feel that anxiety. I feel like it just rises up and I'm like shaking inside, like vibrating because I'm like so mm -hmm. pissed off and I have so many emotions coming in. And I was like, I'm going to go on video right now. So to your point about keeping myself impeccable with my word, I was like, I'm yeah. going to go on video right now so you guys can see me. I'm like hearing what you're saying. I'm like, my level of anxiety is like way up here right now. And I was like, I just want to like level with you guys in terms of what is going on and what we're doing, whatever. And I don't even know. I wanted them to recognize that they were like a bit, they realized that they were out of line, although they didn't apologize. And then they ended up dropping off those two little assholes. They said their stuff and they dropped off and the other people were like, oh, sorry about them. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it was crazy. It's crazy sometimes it's dealing with stress. Even though I work, I try to minimize. I have a high stress job. So yeah. I feel like ha not having that be a full time gig yeah. really is helpful for me because well, it's so yeah. draining otherwise. And I think when you don't take it personally, it's like for me, I can just have an out of body experience. So I can just say it was when you don't take it personally, <laughs> you can just put another hat on. Right. Because I used to do crisis management and stuff like crisis intervention with kids who were like hurting themselves and running away. Just crazy stuff that you just deal with it like triage or this is an emergency and I'm putting on my I'm an ER doctor hat and I'm going to handle this a certain way. Then I may go home and cram myself to sleep, <laughs> but I'm going to just handle this like a professional and have an out of body experience and then deal with it later kind of thing. I don't is, know. It's yeah. and I think what. It's I'm definitely better than I used to be. I think that's the beauty of age and right. just experience. I don't take things nearly as personally as I used to. Yeah. Because in all reality, some of these things aren't they're not a reflection of me. And they have the, the some people just are mean. And right. like Brian, I was telling Brian about it. He was like, you need to call them out. You can tell them they are out of line. That's really inappropriate. And I was like, but Brian, like they are under a tremendous amount of stress. They have a lot of people coming to them and complaining about stuff. And they're at a point where their back's against the wall and they're behaving this way. And I said to like my team who was like, oh, gosh, I was like, you know what, to what you're saying, if that's how people respond in a crisis, then they're not that great of leaders. And so I don't yeah. need to try to be offended by them. Right. They're not people I want to be working with. And I know yeah. I'm not the only person who's they're treating that way. That's the well, other thing. Yeah. And also their life is out of balance. If you're that worked up over this, wow, you must get a lot of your fulfillment from work. And like you're saying, I can just step away because you've got yes. a full life outside this. Yes. So you can be like, oh, and like you've always said for your job, it's not like you're saving babies. So it's let's no. get a grip in some perspective yes. here. Like no one's going to die if we make a wrong choice. But some people don't have that perspective and they don't have that balance. When people act like something so intense or crazy. And that's why I think for me, I've really, and I know you do as well, but really vet your clients, really vet who's coming in. And then you can notice, okay, that's not a contract I'll take again. Or this is what I specialize in and trying to get a little bit of people's vibe before you even engage in a relationship. Because I do project work where you're in and out of these different companies, I think where I'm at now is... And that's what I was talking to even my team about where I was like, what could we have done differently? Let's talk about this customer, right? Like they have been great up until the week before go live and all the wheels came off the train really quick. The one thing was, is like trying to identify to me, I think is what can, what do I need to look 
for in terms of those people and that vibe. And this company in particular, Jess, they're all 100% remote. They never go on video. And none of them even live in the same state. Yeah. And so those companies, and if you work for any of those companies, if anybody does, I hope those companies are doing something to try to build a culture. But if you are all never, you never see a person's face. That's even when I went on video because I was like, you need to see my face. Because if you're going to say something to me, put your camera on. You say it to my face. That's right. Because again, (laughs) it's easy to hide behind email. It's easy to hide behind my words and you can't see my face. Like I'm a person. If you have something to say to me, a thing, right? (laughs) I'm going to go on camera so you see I'm a person. (laughs) I think you got confused for a moment. But I just, it sucks when people just get so focused. And I think even... We talk about the holiday season, the new year, stressful times throughout the year where, again, living in the present and really trying to be mindful of where people are and exuding some sort of kindness. Right. I just think it's about kindness and compassion toward others. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. They just don't think about the impact. Again, four agreements being impactful with your word. And so you can spot, oh. That person's not impeccable with their word. Yeah. And fine-tuning who you expose yourself to. But I also believe, like you talked before, we talk about how we're made of energy. And it's like protecting that and realizing how do I put a little bubble around myself when I do have to be around people who are not impeccable with their word. And so also what you're saying is that we've talked about boundaries. And so over the years, as you get to know people and you see them and how they behave in certain ways. I think this particular individual who I've known off and on, I saw a side that I think I used to be like, they're on my shit list. I hate them, blah, 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 blah. Whereas now what you're saying is there's no need for me to exude any energy toward them right. with that. But more, you know what? I need to just make sure that I'm really trying not to engage with that person going forward. I try well, to not yeah. have them be part of my realm. As much as that's possible. why I love the four agreements because he says that hell is here on earth and there are people live in hell. So I don't literally think there's like fire and demons on this level. I don't literally believe in hell. However, I like the idea that there are people that are in hell or their own hell. Mm-hmm. So to me, I conceptualize mm-hmm. that like they're another dimension. So these people live in another dimension. And so I'm not going to waste my energy because we're just in two, right? We're in two different universes. And that's unfortunate for them. I want to live in love and light. And so if they want to be in their own personal hell, they can go do that. But they're not going to pull me in to where I'm not my authentic self. Um, I'm going to stay over here. And also, I haven't done meditation lately. I feel like you're very much channeling the great wisdom of Janet. It's all my bracelets. And you also (laughs) like (laughs) obsidian, like all these stones help you. I have two evil eyes on. I have two evil eyes and an obsidian. So I'm like, come at me. Pow, pow. (laughs) The evil eye. Back at you. I need to get more evil eyes. I had one on my ankle and then it's winter time. I need to make you some. I bought some evil eye beads and my intent was to make some people. Mine broke. I don't know if that means anything. Maybe that would be a good. I have never thought about getting a tattoo before, but maybe an evil eye is a good tattoo. Ooh, wait, we should do that. I want to. Let's do a tattoo together. I want to do a tattoo very badly. I have, I know what I want to get. So maybe I'll, I don't know what I'll get on the other hand. The Hamsa is a nice, beautiful protection as well. Like, would that's, you just that's get like the hand eyeball? with the eyeball you're talking about? Mm-hmm. That's like a Middle Eastern protection hmm. situation. 
So the last and final thing I want to talk about today on this mom talk is that you and I found out that after going to a gathering, an individual was there who is facing charges of being inappropriate with a minor. Yes. And other people knew about it and did not disclose. So they have the ability to look at the facts and make their own choice, but we were not given that opportunity. So they can have their opinion, but I would like to have my own. So I'm very disappointed that it wasn't disclosed to me. I think because of the world that you have your career path, that you've seen a lot. And so you know what that is. I am in a unicorn and rainbows. Ah, shucks. Golly, that person was there. I'm a little more okay. But now that I know, like I definitely, first of all, I'm not particularly a fan of that person to begin with. Always gave off the wrong vibes. So now I know. I haven't talked to my children about it because I just haven't had a chance to ask them in a way that I could get some information. But I think it would have been good to know, at least our kids are old enough that they can be mindful of that. And I just feel, so a couple of things. I did talk about it with my kids. And Gabby was like, that weird guy that sat in the corner that gave off weird vibes. Yes, surprisingly, Gabby, <laughs> the guy that gave off weird creeper vibes is a creeper. a creeper. So here's a few um, things I want to say. So then mom and dad didn't know. Mom and dad found out after the fact. And it was minimized out from you to them. Or no. Oh. And it was very minimized to them and explained very differently. And then my dad was like, well, you don't know the whole story. And I said, dad, I was given the court documents. And then dad was like, oh, how do you access that? It shut him up immediately. And he started looking and I was like, you can read that he is facing charges. And then mom was like, it was communicated to me that it was like teenagers and it was like a miscommunication. I'm sorry. Time out, mom. My daughter's a teenager. There were only two people there that have teen daughters, right? So everybody that knew that was in the know does not have. I don't know teen- if the other person who and has so, a teen daughter, I don't know if they know. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I can see them being like, oh, he only likes teen girls. So it's not going to be a big deal. Because it was a mix of they looked older and they were predatory. You know what I'm saying? To me, all of that is, I just can't right now. I can't. And I think it's more, that's fine. If you as an adult want to look at all the court documents and talk to people and decide it's a miscommunication and it's harmless, but I need to be given the tools to make those choices myself. Because when you're saying my experience, Yes, I have seen and an, I can't even count the amount of sexual abuse victims that I have seen in my lifetime and the whole idea of them going to a family event where everybody, you know, acts like it's fine and doesn't understand why she as an adult now can't be around the person who was a predator toward her and sexually abused him or her is terrible. And that is just so common. So to me, it would make sense that people are going to minimize and act like it's nothing, whether it is or not, because that's so the dynamics of sexual abuse and incest and molestation, because it's so much easier to other it, to other it, because you don't want it to be in your family and you don't want it to be because it's horrible and terrible. And so if you minimize it and live in denial, then you don't have to face it. You don't have to face that the world is scary and that little children are taken advantage of and sexually assaulted every day, all the time. I think... I appreciate your strong feelings about this. And you're also coming from, I get 
a sense in some ways that there's a generational difference yes. for people in terms yes. of how they view these types of things. And right. they don't, in some ways, I think there are people who would like to brush it under the rug because, or don't brush it under the rug, but maybe they don't understand the gravity because it's a different world now where we really want to be I'm sorry, but why not stand up and say, excuse me, I'm sorry. I see here that your partner has charges against him and he it's not supposed to be around children at this time as per the court order. Can he stay home? And if you're going to side with him, I'm so you're not welcome. And that's uncomfortable and that's sad mm -hmm. and it's sad for her children. But I can't believe someone didn't stand up and say he's not allowed here. But that's I, crazy. To but me. The thing is, though, just as I don't to to their defense, I don't know if individuals really have the tools to do that. Right. So first of all, you're asking a person to create an uncomfortable situation where it's easier to not say anything. And so I think there are people who generally don't really want to deal with that. And, and that's so they your don't right. say anything. And that's your right. But then you could let me know, hey. I think it's very interesting, too. I agree with you. I think I'm to trying not, to, to know and to not tell me. I just to me that that is crazy. Again, you're right, Kelly. I'm in such a different world. I've been dealing with trauma for 17 years. You are so right. I've again. Well, but to what you're saying is what you now that you know this or even just thinking about this in general with other things, what you're saying, because people don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. Oh, it'll be fine. We'll just put him in a corner and hopefully he doesn't talk to anybody. But whereas actually if somebody would have said in a very calm, guide, guiding way, hey, you know what? This person is not supposed to be around these types in these types of situations. It's probably best for everybody that they are not there. And we'll have to work through that type of how we can make that amicable. Because I think the other part is it really hurts. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, maybe. I, I just wanted to pause. I understand that you're saying people don't have the skills and tools. I 100% disagree. The people in the know are very strong and powerful women who have hired and fired employees who have ran programs, who absolutely have the tools and the skills to an, engage in an uncomfortable situation because they were admin in their lifetime. So to me, that's a cop-out. Also, you and I just talked a few weeks ago with our book club book, how as mothers, you are a CEO. So if you are a mother, you have had an uncomfortable conversation. So I just I want to pull out and not say, oh, they don't really know what to do. They do. So let me ask you something we else. We have then. the skills. If so, if, if there is ever this type of situation, what do we do as parents in hindsight? So well, one of them is reminding yeah, so your kids. So to the kids, yeah. I, it's funny. And I also, it sounds like I'm enraged at the situation, but um, it's over. What am I going to do about it? This this sexual predator was outside with our boys. I think, that and I said the, something, and mom was like, "Oh, I think it's girls." He's into. <laughs> great okay and it's, it's weird that you're but that's just a different <laughs> i think the way that you feel is I, that it's not a generation that person it's, needs to be removed from society in some way right now and that will be not will be and so it's interesting to me that people want to act like it was false charges and i'm not saying our justice system is amazing but i don't know of any situation and you can correct me you can totally correct me if i'm wrong where there were three counts with two different reporters and a person was charge innocently. I'm sure that if we talked about those are people who we know who got charged. And here's what I want to say. His stepdaughter was there. I saw her and I was like, something's not right with her. I wonder if she's being abused. I'm not lying. I'm not joking. I thought the way that she behaved. 
I felt really bad for her. Something was off for her. Interesting. That's very interesting. So, so I think that's where, to your point, there's a, a group of, there's, anytime there's a situation like this, there are those who want to make it not, they don't want to ruffle any feathers. And so they right. want to minimize it to right. have everybody get along and it's all fine. Yeah. Other side is what they don't think about is what we don't know. And if you think right. about in general society today, yeah. I think that what's important is to understand the facts and make some decisions. So part of this is how much do those who are sweep, sweeping the rug, how much do they actually technically know? And I think for as a parent, and anytime you're in these situations, it's very important to just always try to be as informed as possible. And it just makes me think about like, because doing putting, background checks of everyone moving forward of every party that you're going to. You're putting your your kid exposed when they go over to somebody else's house. All you can do is control like yourself and your family and make choices. Now, granted, you didn't have the information at the time. So yeah, I would have liked the information. Also, I think why I'm getting enraged is it's the advocate in me. So you've got to add in here 17 years of hearing a victim talk about how either they don't go to family gatherings anymore because the perpetrator was there who was never charged because we swept it under the rug because we didn't want to be uncomfortable. And two, how family members continue to allow and enable yeah. a perpetrator to come to things. And I'm just disappointed that someone wouldn't just say you're not welcome I, because clearly his partner has her own struggles with insecurities and boundaries and what to do. And you don't know what to do. So when people actually stand up for the right thing, Maybe that guides her because she's not leaving the perpetrator because everybody acts nice and acts like it's nothing. But if people start cutting him out of their lives, maybe that would bolster her and making some life decisions. It's a tough situation. Yeah. So. It's just to me, I know like everything with everybody, it's what do you do? But I think you could describe that differently, right? Oh, Kelly, hey, listen, my husband has some charges against him. He's not going to be around children. Did you want to come over and hang out? We'll just make sure he stays. It's away miscommunication. From that. It's a miscommunication. I had originally reported him, but then what happened was it was that this girl and she looked 18 and he wasn't sure and he got confused and he was texting her, but didn't actually touch her or anything like that. She was really aggressive. So you want to come over? I think the other part too is from our the perspective. Court order says he can't be around my but you should who, come over. But from our perspective though, those who commit those types of offenses. It's not the first and likely not. It may be the first, but it wouldn't be the last if it's right. not the first. There's a moral sort of like threshold or decision-making, poor judgment problem that isn't going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. To me, protecting my children is a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer that my kids come first. And it's, I hear what you're saying, and that's why I'm compassionate towards what happened. But sometimes I think we need to pull back a little bit to look at looking at our children. Isn't it so messed up, though, because you think about like even the like Catholic Church sexual abuse scandal stuff, like how much of that stuff gets swept under the rug. Yeah, it's um, it's so ridiculous. There are I do understand life is very gray, but there are clearly black and white issues or there are clearly some things that are black and white. And I, I just it's so crazy to me. Yeah, it's just crazy to me. How do we get ourselves out of this conversation to talk about something else? So I okay. think what we can learn from that moving forward is to, when you're preparing to go hang out with other people you have a bit around, just, I think, 
talk with your kids all the time. We've talked about this before. We talked about this with Dr. Deitch, where it's like giving your kids information because we can't protect them. I have no idea. Maybe we are sending them off to things where there are sexual predators in the room. We probably are. And so you arm your kids with information. You have these talks. You have talks about their body. You have talks about where people can touch you and not touch. You keep up lines of communication so then they can come to you if anything happens because we can't be with them 24-7, right? We can't. And other people do make choices that you may disagree with. And then you're in a situation where you can't control. And so I think Mm. give facts about the body, which I think as we sum up today's mom talk, looking at the month of January, we are going to be talking about our relationship with our bodies. We're going to be talking about great segue. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about a um, positive way. Yeah, how we don't want to have shame about our bodies. We want to love our bodies. We want to have a great relationship with our bodies. Yeah, and our bodies can hold on to trauma. Yes. Um, so we'll be talking about how we can heal. Mm-hmm. And we'll be finishing the month off with The Body Keeps the Score for our book club, which is a great book. I'm learning just about how, again, our body can hold on to things. And so we don't just want to heal through therapy and talking and other things, but there's all different ways that we can go on a healing journey. Love it. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe so you can hear our latest episodes as soon as they drop. If you love today's episode, please share with another mom. And while you're there, it would be great if you gave us a five-star rating and review. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to know more about Kelly and I, want to find more of our blogs, tips, tools, resources, check that out at ChasingBrighter.com. Or we interact with you on Instagram and Facebook at Chasing Brighter. Thanks. We'll be here next week.